What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Floor Mic Podcast. So our hope for this podcast is really that it would be a place where stories can be shared, where passions can be discussed, and where genuine connections between people can be made. So while every episode is going to look a little bit different, we just hope that each one can be used to grow us and help us take another step towards him. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome to another episode of the Floor Mike Podcast. Uh, I got Joe with us today. Joe, how's it going? What's up, everybody? And today we have our guests for the show, Chris Collins and Ashley Collins. What's up, guys? Howdy, howdy. Hello. Hey, we are very uh, happy and excited to have you guys on. Um, this is uh, this is an episode that I've been looking forward to. Um, so. Like usual, we'll kind of explain uh, our relationship to to Chris and Ashley, just kind of uh, how we know them, how long we've known them, and uh, then turn the the mic over to them. So for me, Joe, I don't know about you, but for me, I think I initially met Chris, which I knew Ashley was his wife, but for me, I met I met Chris first. Um, it was through Greenhouse, so Ashley and Chris currently go to Greenhouse, um, and you guys will hear a little bit about their story. They went to Greenhouse a couple of years ago and then took a move and then came back to Greenhouse. So we're really, really excited that they're back. Uh, not necessarily as excited uh, about Chris and Ashley's house church decision. Uh, a little bit disappointed. Oh, no, I they, went, I they went with Joe's house church. <laughs> Can you guys believe that? Joe's house church. I mean, how does anyone guys, pick this a house was church a big that fight. Joe's in? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we we all fought for you. There was a battle royale. It was great. It was, it was a lucrative free agent market, and Joe paid the most. Yeah, must have. I mean, I I kid you not, guys. When we when we were all in the same room, like at greenhouse for some sort of meeting, I think, and yeah. and I think the Pelfries said, "Hey, the Collinses are moving back," and everyone was like. Oh, we got to text them to make sure they come to our house church. <laughs> and me and Marty were going back and forth. I think Chris probably got about six messages from different people uh, within a five minute span that night. Um, so, anyways, you guys are you guys are hot commodities. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, now that I've got us off track, um, how I know Chris? So, met Chris at Greenhouse. Uh, really, I feel like the first real conversation I think I had with you, Chris, was. I think it was after a message that I had, like a couple of weeks after a message that I had given um, about anxiety and just kind of sharing some of the, some of my experiences with, uh, with anxiety and the places that that has taken me and just how, how God's worked within that and uh, just how God has been, has been good within that. Um, and so we started talking and, and really just feel like uh, we hit it off. And then we kind of, uh, every now and again, we would we would go get breakfast or we would hang out and we would, you know, send messages to each other throughout the week. And, and it just really turned into a, a really cool friendship. And then, uh, you know, found out that, that he was moving to Texas. And uh, to be honest, that was, a, that was just such a big bummer for me. I mean, I know they were following where the Lord was leading, but I just remember being so bummed about like, man, I feel like me and Chris are getting to that point where we're like good friends and man, now they got to, now they got to leave on me, but uh, I know it was good. And, and, and so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I know Chris and, and uh, you know, actually, Ashley, I haven't had the opportunity to get to talk to you a whole lot. So I'm actually really excited to, uh, to hear you share your voice and, and your story. Um, I feel like that'll be, I'll get to learn a whole, a whole new, new side of, uh, of your guys' family. 
Yes, so, thank you. And thanks for having us, by the way. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah, absolutely. We we both uh, actually your your guys's names were were on a list that we had created before before we even reached out. So we once we both agreed, it was like okay, looks like this one's supposed to happen. So anyway, I'll hand it over to Joe. Joe, if you want to give your background on how you know them. Yeah. So um, actually, uh, a couple of years ago, um, both of them started coming to the house church uh, that we were um, attending, and um, they came in at kind of a <laughs> a rocky time in my life, um, honestly. But uh, you know, Chris seemed like a really solid dude, and so um, don't tell him though. Um, <laughs> but uh, I won't. He he was a guy. Honestly, Chris, you were a guy that that I leaned on um, in that tough time, and um, you were very encouraging with things. And um, uh, you're you're the type of guy that likes to. Um, I don't, well, I don't know if you like to, but you do like challenge things that you hear. You don't just go, you know, if somebody's telling you about something hard, you're not just the type of person that's like, oh yeah, man, that's hard. And then like, let it blow over. You, you just kind of, you dig in a little bit. And I love that. I absolutely love mm-hmm. that. Um, and then during that same time, you know, actually you were um, a, a, a light for Lindsay. Um, it's, for those of you don't know, that don't know, that's my wife. Um, so, you know, you guys definitely had an impact on us um, through House Church. And um, also, Chris um, was a part of a, a group of, well, actually, Josh, you you came sometimes too. Um, but a group of, I don't know, guys, five or six guys or so that would go to Tim Horton's uh, on, on Saturday morning at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. That's right. Uh, we get up and we, we, that's why I only came sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, I think that was, that was just a really good time. I look back at those times, um, with those, some of the best memories. So, um, but yeah, obviously, you know, when you guys, uh, followed the call to, to go, uh, that was, that was sad. But then when I heard that, that you guys were coming back, I was just like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. So <laughs> uh, thank you guys. Praise God for how he's been at work. So it's, it's encouraging to hear. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I guess now we'll, we'll kind of, uh, we'll kind of hand the mic over to Chris and Ashley. So I, I don't know who wants to start, but uh, yeah, just kind of give, for people that don't know you, um, give a little background just about where you guys maybe grew up and, you know, just life events along the way that have kind of shaped you guys. And then obviously the story of how you guys met and, uh, you know, just kind of what life has has looked like since then. Yeah, sounds good. Well, Ash, you want to kick it off or you want me to? Um, You can. Go ahead. All right. Well, Josh and Joe, you guys are awesome. Again, thanks for having us on. And um, yeah, so I grew up next door to Miamisburg there in Germantown and went to Valley View schools. And um, God, as is the case with each of us, uh, has just been constantly pursuing me um, since since I was young. And so my story, our story is really a, a story of uh, of God's pursuit and love for each of us. So happy, happy to brag on that, but specifically what that looked like for me. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, we were good Baptists, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And, uh, at the, at the age of seven, you know, as the, the Bible says, the gospel is, 
simple enough for, for even kids to understand. And I understood that uh, very clearly. I remember kneeling at my bedside with my mom at the age of seven and, and just praying the sinner's prayer, understanding that um, God did the work of reconciliation through his son and, and offering me an opportunity to, to reconcile to him uh, and, and, you know, Jesus taking care of my sin on the cross. And so, um, so that was obviously a, a massive highlight, uh, as I look back at the various things that the Lord has used and kind of what are those milestones in my story. So very thankful to my parents and, and thankful for, uh, the Lord pursuing me even at that young age. Uh, from there, then it was more of what does this look like, uh, now that, you know, my eternity is secure. Uh, my my sin problem has been taken care of, then just figuring out what does it look like to actually make him Lord of your life and not just Savior. Um, and so, you know, the Lord used a, a, a few circumstances, again, that stand out as I look back. And so, you know, come unfortunately, the, I do come from a broken home. So by the age of 10, uh, folks were divorced. I uh, experienced the, the death of my dad when I was 14. He was 39. Mm. Obviously, that was very tough. And uh, but there again, as I look back, I see that it, it's not by coincidence uh, because I, I I know this awesome God that we serve who who loves us. And I know that he's sovereign and works all things together for our good. And it's cool as I kind of thought through my story in preparation for tonight, um, I could see this theme of when things got darkest, the Lord would draw most near and whether that was. Um, providing the right mentor or the right uh, sermon that I needed to hear, or book I needed to read, or whatever that looked like, God just provides. And so um, so he did that. So, you know, I went through some of those tough things, and the Lord really started pouring into me that, you know, circumstance with my dad dying at 14 was when uh, we went to a new church, and I got plugged into an awesome youth group, went to my first church camp, and really started growing closer to the Lord through that season. Uh, but still yet trying to figure out what life looked like as a disciple. So um, fast forward a little bit, you know, those of you who are from the area, you know, Valley View is a huge football school. I was there in the late nineties. Uh, I came in on the heels of a couple of state championships in 96 and 97 and 98 was my first season. So, uh, so God was God, but football was also kind of a quasi God. And mm. uh, I had to work through, work through some of that, uh, putting too many eggs in that basket in terms of importance. And so again, the Lord uh, in his love didn't stop pursuing me there. And, and uh, so my dream was to go to college and play ball. And my senior year, I get, get captain. Uh, things are starting to, to unfold exactly like I wanted. And then I uh, destroy my ankle first day of two mm. days. And that had me out for 80% of my senior season. And it was in that time that the Lord, um, again, just in what was a very dark time, drew very close to me and really uh, changed my priorities and my desires from wanting to go play ball in college to instead wanting to just learn more about, um, you know, having a, a lukewarm faith, which is how I would describe my high school experience. Um, I know that that wasn't satisfying and that's not what he was calling us to. So if I was going to truly pursue uh, him and being a Christian and a Christ follower, then I needed to be all in. And so to do that, 
Uh, I ended up at, at Cedarville, uh, which is in the Xenia Springfield area. Uh, it's a Christian school here locally. And uh, that was a transformative experience, uh, to say the least. And so some highlights as I think back on that. Um, my freshman year, I had no idea what I wanted to do by way of major. Uh, but five days a week, we had chapel and we had speakers from all over the world who would come in and just open up God's word and teach it in a powerful way that I would just soak up day in and day out. And one of those days, uh, the Children of the World Choir came, and uh, it was basically a compilation of um, these orphaned children from all over the world, and they would teach them praise and worship songs, and they would sing in their own language, and they would sing in English. And up to that point, like I had barely been out of the state of Ohio. I certainly had not been out of the country. And God just used that. Again, I can remember it very vividly. God used that. Like I had tears on my eyes watching these kids, you know, <laughs> sing praise and worship songs. And uh, he had just been preparing my heart to help me see that he was at work, not only in my life and not only in Cedarville and in Germantown and in Southwestern Ohio, but literally all around the world. And so I just had to experience more of that. And so that summer, um, I ended up taking my first missions trip. I went to Kosovo. If you guys remember in the late 90s, there was a big um, war between Serbia and Albania. And we intervened, um, you know, basically dropped some bombs on on the Serbs and it put an end to the war. But there was effectively a genocide going on before we intervened. And so tons of people died, which resulted in a ton of orphaned children. So went and worked with orphans and there again, God just turned my world upside down and gave me a hunger to uh, just see more and do more and be involved. And I experienced a fulfillment like I had never experienced before. And so I came back, uh, that was the summer between my freshman and sophomore year. And so I decided instead of trying to prepare for a career to just prepare for life and, and just study theology and, and uh, missions and just dig as deep into the word so I could really get to know this awesome God that I was getting, you know, the privilege of experiencing more and more. So, um, so that, you know, finished out my, my degree there. I ended up doing an internship in the Amazon, which was fantastic. Um, I came home actually, let me back up. So before I went, uh, on that internship to the Amazon, so we we uh, we graduated. Basically, I was an intern short, but I was able to still walk at the ceremony. So I walked at the ceremony. The next weekend, I got to a buddy's house in Indiana. <laughs> we go to church with he and his girlfriend on Sunday morning. And lo and behold, his girlfriend's best friend was my stunning wife, who was there that morning <laughs> as well. And so I meet her and, and just blown away. And uh, and we'll we'll touch more on that story. But um so yeah, let me just pivot now and Ash, if you would go ahead and share your story up until that point and then we'll continue on. Yeah, for sure. So um, I grew up in um, Greenwood, Indiana, so just a suburb of Indianapolis. And um, I did not grow up going to church. Um, I went to church occasionally um, with my grandparents, maybe a couple of times a year around the holidays. Um, but looking back um, on my life, I can just see how 
the sweet moments of just the Lord, just kind of like Chris was saying, like pursuing me. And I really feel like that looked like middle school. Um, he put some really sweet friends in my life. Um, and one of them, um, she invited me to church. And so I started to go to church with her. And that was the first time that I really heard and understood the gospel. Um, but I would say the Lord was working on my heart then. Um, and so I, I, I heard it and I understood it, but I didn't fully know what that meant. Um, I still really struggled with um, just the whole sin part, um, if I'm being honest. Um, I am very much a people pleaser and I am very much a rule follower. Hmm. So hearing um, hearing it, I, I didn't feel like I did anything that he needed to die for. Hmm. Um, but I believed in him, but I just didn't have that conviction yet. Um, but the Lord did not, um, did not leave me there. Um, still through high school, um, you know, I'd go to church a little bit here and there. Um, but I really got involved, um, the latter years of my high school years and I really got involved in youth group. And that was right around the time that like the passion of the Christ came out and, um, the youth group, um, leader was really, was preaching a, um, a sermon series just on God's love. And it really just hit home. Like I would say that was the time that it really sunk in. And I realized like, I, like Jesus died for me. Like I, I am a sinner and it didn't stop there. Like it was just, um, really sweet to know that he, he wanted a relationship with me. And, um, so I got involved in, um, a college ministry in college, and I was still really involved with um, the college group at the at the church that I went to. And our college group um, at church went to a passion conference, and um, it was just really sweet because I would. That was really the first time that I really got surrounded by um, people that love the Lord and just really started hearing more um, about it because I didn't grow up in church. And I remember just being at that Passion Conference and just really the Lord just putting a desire in my heart and just feeling like, Lord, like I will go wherever you want me to go. Um, and then um, the college ministry um, was the first time I got, like I said, I was involved in a um, campus ministry. And that was the first time of really just seeing what discipleship looked like. I'm um, having these ladies pour into my life, um, learning how to dig into God's word and really just having a hunger for God's word. Um, and yeah, that was right around the time that I met Chris. So you want to take it from there? <laughs> so this is the part of the story that I get, uh, Made fun of a little bit, but it's all right. So, <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> that would unfold, yes. Fantastic. That would unfold. So we go, like I said, to church. I meet Ashley. I'm blown away. Uh, but at the same time, at this point, like I had somewhat recently, a few months earlier, had gotten out of a messy relationship and really wanted nothing to do with it. I knew that I was heading to the Amazon. I had a very clear calling, so I thought, in terms of what the future was going to look like, and I just did not want to be distracted. So, But she was very distracting, and I couldn't <laughs> help it. So we hung out for, like, I think that weekend maybe, and and um, I don't know, we, yeah, for a couple of days there while I was staying with my buddy. And then shortly after that, she was getting ready with um, the campus ministry uh, she was going down to Orlando uh, to, it was Universal Studios, yes. is that right? Mm -hmm. So she was going down there for some missions work for the summer, and I was going to Brazil. And so 
I wrote her what I thought was a nice, like my intent was, hey, I do not want to burn this bridge, but this is terrible timing. That's essentially what I should have said in like two <laughs> sentences. And uh, instead, to, to hear her tell it, it was a small uh, novel. <laughs> How it many was, pages, uh, actually? Ash, it, like was, it was really long. Well, he forgot to add that, like, I emailed him first. So it was, it was all email. Like, neither of us, I don't think we had, you didn't have a cell phone, did you? No, you didn't. Nope. I think what I What age was have. this in? Like it was a college. I know. Once again, um, I'm far. I'm, I, I'm younger than most of the people we have on yes. here. Not by a ton necessarily. I won't give numbers, but I am definitely younger. So we joked about similar technology <laughs> things on one of the other episodes. Yes. Yes. So yeah. I actually emailed him first, but it wasn't me. It was my friend that um, was dating his friend at the time. Um, I had said something to her like, oh, he's cute. She's like, Ashley, like you need to like, you know, <laughs> you need to um, let him know or something. Because I think in her head, she's thinking this is great. Like it's, it's my boyfriend's best friend, and you know, and so um but the funny thing is, is she was the one, I mean, I was standing there, but she was the one that like typed out the email for me, you know, because I wasn't like that. Like I wasn't one. I to, did like, not know that's that so part. great. But I wasn't the one I to like it. approach a guy or, you know, like I, I just wasn't that bold, I guess, you know. And so, and then that's when he emailed me back a book. Like it was a book <laughs> of just like, I can't, I'm sorry, I'm going to the Amazon. Like I don't want to be distracted. And, um, but it's just really even sweet to see through that because I think like normally I probably would have been like, oh, okay, like never mind. Like I'm never like putting myself out there again or like mm. I'm never talking to this guy again. Like, when he said that, I was like, okay, like, like, I don't know. I felt like we were just going to like, our, our relationship wasn't over. Like we were definitely going to get back together yeah. or, you know, mm. so go ahead, babe. So, yeah. So fast forward a little bit. So basically I ended up going to Brazil for six weeks. She goes to Orlando for that time. We come back and I want to say within maybe a couple of weeks, if even that you much. IM'd me. Uh, time. Yeah, you guys yes. really well. I instant messenger. Yeah, the little yellow running man. Don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, yeah. That's oh, awesome. You're missing out. You're missing I still out. remember my screen name. Yeah. It was little preacher. <laughs> <laughs> little preacher. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So yeah, I I, I dropped a suave IM. I'm sure and. Uh, Hey, six months later, we were engaged and six months later, nice. we were married. So the, the rest was history. But um, so, yeah, so that got us to. Uh, so we've been married 12 years um, and God is just awesome. Again, he, you know, throughout our marriage, he's worked in powerful ways, uh, but we we could go on and on, obviously. So we'll pause there and and. <laughs> have you guys direct us before we go on for two more hours? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. You know, your guys' story is is so awesome. I mean, honestly, I'm sitting here listening to it, and I know I've, I, I've heard parts of it before. I don't know if I've heard both of you, like, share it together like this, so that's kind of cool. Um, but honestly, like, it would make a really good movie. It really would. You guys should work on selling the rights. Um, but <laughs> I'd watch it. Right? Um, you need Thank more you. scenes where you're in the rain screaming or something. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> so like, so from what I've heard, you guys have just been on an awesome ride. I mean, taking you to, to different states and, and, and different things. So can you kind of give us an idea of what life has looked like together? Yeah, for sure. Hun, uh, start? you can go ahead. 
Um, yeah, so let's, let's just pick up from there. I mean, so essentially, again, after college, our desire was to just follow the Lord. And we thought where that would be, would be overseas on the mission field somewhere. And uh, the reality was that we, we meaning I, graduated uh, Cedarville with a whole lot of student loans. Mm. And listen, it was, it was 10x worth it. I would do it a million times over again. But the reality is, uh, if you owe a lot of money uh, and you have to raise money to be on the mission field, like typically you got to pay off those debts first. And so, so we got busy. A, a guy from uh, our church, from my church, uh, when I was in high school, was uh, at Lexus Nexus here locally, and so he helped me get my foot in the door there. After, so you know, Ash and I got an apartment. We decided to wait a couple of years uh, to just spend time together before starting a family. And so uh, those are sweet years after we look back and think of how much stress we didn't have <laughs> at that time. But, um, but yeah, I mean, our focus was just pay off debt, then go be missional. And in hindsight, that sounds ridiculous. But at the time, we were just so certain that we were going to be on the mission field somewhere and not in corporate America. And so at the time it made perfect sense to almost keep them separate. Uh, and I still, you know, tried to live out my faith, uh, in the workplace as did Ash. And, and, but again, our heart was set on something that now we know that the Lord just has never brought to fruition. Uh, and so I, it was a few years into that. Uh, I, what had been I transitioned into sales because again I thought it was the fastest way to make as much money as possible to you know allow us to go mm -hmm. then be missional right um, and around that time in my I was 27 so I'm going to be 37 here in a couple of weeks so going on 10 years ago as Josh mentioned earlier uh, uh, you know he preached this message on anxiety and dealing with uh, just the demons that are panic attacks and anxiety and the darkness that comes with that. And so, yeah, I remember Josh and I went to um, Bob Evans for breakfast because I, I had to know more of his story and also wanted to share more of mine. But basically in my late twenties, I started dealing with panic attacks and uh, there again, this theme, as I look back at when life gets the darkest is when the Lord has in his grace pulled most near and so it was at that time, really by necessity, uh, that we just really um, just drew close to the Lord to try to figure out what in the world is going on. And and uh, almost like, I think it's 2 Corinthians 12, when Paul pleads with the Lord to remove the thorn from his flesh. Yeah. And the Lord says, you know, no, my strength is uh, made perfect in your weakness. And, and then Paul pivots and says, fine, then I'm going to praise you for basically this ailment that you've given me because when I'm weak, then you're strong. And so it was through that time that the Lord really, again, just just taught us a lot, grew us a lot. And coincidentally, that's when, so I had been in telephonic sales here locally. Um, and I, like Ashley, am very much a people pleaser. And so I didn't like public speaking necessarily. I didn't like, and especially now that anxiety was, uh, exacerbating all of that, right? Like ramping all of that up to the, to the 10th degree. Then the thought of field sales, uh, would just wasn't in my mind. And so of course, 
my boss at the time calls me into his office and says, hey, there is a field sales opening in Dallas. Um, I don't think you'll get the job if you mm. apply for it. <laughs> However, I think it would make for good interviewing experience. <laughs> and so I remember talking to Ashley about it, like, what in the world do we do here? Like, this doesn't make sense in our minds, right? Like, when things are the worst with me, uh, with anxiety and with all of this, is when the Lord provides this opportunity that would allow us to make more money. And, and we have that adventurous spirit of wanting to go wherever the Lord is going to be. And so, um, so yeah, I guess I'll pause there real quick and just say, Ash, do you want to provide any context on like how we made that decision, the process we went through, any of that? Yeah. And I think a little bit goes into like effect also, like at that time we had just moved into what we thought was our dream home, you know? Um, and so, um, hearing that, um, we, we just didn't know what to do. Um, but again, like, I feel like the Lord, put it on our hearts in a sense of a sense of adventure of like, Lord, we will go wherever you want to lead us. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we just really prayed about it. We were just like, Lord, what, what should we do with this? Um, We sought counsel um, with some people in our lives that we respected. um, And um, we also just knocked on the doors. So we just decided, you know, um, okay, like, let's, just go ahead and interview, you know, for it. it's not going to hurt. It'll be a great experience, experience of anything. And we'll just see, um, where the Lord takes this and just praying like, Lord, like if you don't want us to go, like, just clearly shut that door, you know? Um, mm. yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. One, one cool thing is, uh, th- the Lord, like in Psalms, he talks about how he fashioned us together. He knitted us together in our mother's womb. He knows the number of hairs on our heads. Uh, he knows us intimately. And so as a result, he knows how to make his voice be made known. Like if he needs to give us direction, he knows how we hear him. And so it was there again, around that time, uh, I had read a book by John Ortberg called God is Closer Than You Think. Uh, very, very powerful books, what I needed at that time. But basically it talked about the fact that God doesn't send postcards mm. <laughs> and that uh, his, uh, theory on why that was the case is that God uses the process to grow us closer to him. So it's almost like God could send us a postcard, but he's less concerned about, um, the final destination of whatever he's telling us. Like, for example, go to Dallas or don't go to Dallas. He's more, uh, what's most important is that we learn to speak with him and wrestle over that in prayer and, and uh, digging into his word and talking to other uh, Christians and, and asking for their feedback. And that whole process draws us closer to him. And so I'd say probably more strongly than ever that uh, started then. And so obviously we took the job, uh, you know, r- rub it in my boss's face at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So praise God, I ended up getting the job. So sight unseen, we'd never been to Texas. We assumed that it was all belt buckles, cowboy boots. You know, uh, that was cowboy boots, yeah. And, and no, we get to Dallas, and there's more Maserati nice. belt buckles. So we were, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was awesome. So we spend a couple of years in Dallas. The Lord moves us back to Ohio. Uh, we go back to Dallas yet again um, for a different job opportunity. We come back to Ohio about five, six weeks ago. And again, throughout that entire time is just this theme of 
God, where do you want us to be? Because ultimately, uh, and selfishly, like that's where we are the happiest is when we feel like we're exactly mm-hmm. where you want us. And that's where we find the most mm-hmm. fulfillment. And uh, we feel like we're being used the most for his glory. And uh, man, it was, you know, again, we could go on and on, but the last four, four, five, six years of going there and moving back and there and back, et cetera, and just wrestling with uh, those decisions has been phenomenal. Um, I'm going to step in real quick because this is kind of crazy what you said, Chris. Um, Crazy. I'll, I'll give you some context for why I use that word. So Joe and I were actually like, we sat down what was it, Joe, maybe like a week or two ago to to do and think through like an episode and your your words, your literal words were God isn't God doesn't care so much about the destination, but the process. <laughs> we were actually going to do an entire episode on that. So it sounds like Chris yeah. might need to be on that episode. Chris and Ashley <laughs> yeah. need to be on that episode yeah. with us. But I mean, yeah. literally verbatim, you yeah. said the main thrust of that message. And it's so true. I mean. I won't talk for very long, but it, it is so, so true. And it's it's taken me um, years to to even get a glimpse of of what that really means. Like that God, he just doesn't necessarily care about like us just changing a behavior or us just, you know, acting different. Like he cares so much more about the transformation of our heart. So anyway, so good. Yeah. Just had to say that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so um, you guys gave us kind of a glimpse into, you know, the decision making process. Um, and you were you were talking about how you wanted to be where uh, God wants you and um, listen for God's voice. Um, so can you kind of give us a peek behind the curtain, um, a little be- behind the scenes look? How how did that look in a in a day to day basis? you know, when you were trying to make the decision, do we go to Dallas? Do we come back to Ohio? All of those times, um, seeking out God's voice. I know sometimes that can be hard. And so can you give us kind of a glimpse into, you know, was it a super clear thing that you guys just heard and you were like, yep, that's it. Or was it more so, Hey, I think God's saying this. And then the next day, Hey, no, I think God's saying this. Or, was it more so just this thing where you guys just walked forward and waited for stop signs? Yeah, um, I think it, I think it was both. I feel like some moves were was definitely um, more clear than others, especially like our first move to Texas. Um, like when, like Chris said, um, it was like his boss didn't think that he would get the job, you know. And then with him getting that job, and then the house. Um, that we just bought, um, we put up on the market and it sold really quickly. And just so many things that normally um, would have taken a lot longer um, to happen just happened. And so I feel like it was just a very clear um, yes from the Lord. Um, But it was still hard. Um, We had small kids at the time. I was staying home and I believe Brooklyn was let's see, I think around three and Parker was around one. Um, and so moving to a place we've never been before, I actually had one friend that I knew um, from um, college that I went to church with, um, but we were more acquaintances at the time. You're not really great friends, but I knew she lived in the Dallas area. So, um, you know, I just clung to her and it's just sweet looking back that, you know, the Lord even just provided her. Um, she's a strong um, Christian woman that I look up to and it was just really sweet to have. 
Um, but as far as some of the other ones um, moving um, was harder um, in the sense of making that decision. I don't feel like it was completely clear, um, but every time the Lord did open those doors, you know, mm. um, but I don't feel like, like looking back after getting there, um, I, I never regretted the decisions in a sense. Um, but I, I guess I more so like mourned, um, mm. kind of a sense of what I left. I mean, so that was just really hard. And that was a bit of a struggle, um, you know, moving to Texas um, for the first time. You know, I, there was a period to where I mourned my friends, you know, that I had here in Ohio and um, the church and just those relationships. And I tend to struggle personally sometimes thinking like the grass is greener, you know, yeah. and um, that was just really hard a time for me to sit in um, and just realize that. Um, it's not that we made the wrong decision because the Lord opened up so many doors and we can just see from just what the Lord has done in our lives in those specific places um, that that's, that's the place. It's almost like, I feel like a lot of times, like I'm like the Israelites, like I forget (laughs) (laughs) so much. I'm so easily to forget, you know, what the Lord has done. So it's really just switching my mindset on um, focusing on what, the Lord has done, you know, in our life and just realizing that, you know, mourning my friends and things like that's normal and it's okay. Um, but it's not us making the wrong decision. Yep. Mm, that's good. Yeah. I, I cannot Thanks. add anything to that. <laughs> yes, you can. Good. Yes. good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so uh, obviously, obviously, Oh, I'm sorry, Chris, were you wanting to say something? Um, yeah, I guess. Okay. Look, I'll just briefly touch on it this way, like, because that is a a really important question that we've all asked. How in the world do we figure out what is God's will for our life? Should we stay put? Should we take this new job? Should I date this person? Should I? Those are all questions that obviously we care about and matter to us and he cares about and matters to him. And so I think what we've learned throughout that process and what I would absolutely want to be a takeaway uh, is that the Lord, um, again, he knows how we hear him. And so uh, there's a phrase that it's easier for the Lord to steer a moving car than a parked car. Mm. So part of it, like logistically and practically, it's just knocking on doors. It's taking the interview. It is putting the house up for sale, or maybe before that, even talking to a realtor and say, here's what we're thinking. Are we going to, you know, lose a ton of money on this? Or, um, it's taking a vision trip down to Dallas for us and just explore and see like, is this even feasible? Or again, it's just, uh, it's being active and Mm. being, uh, attentive to, uh, the Lord's voice. And while all at that same time, relaying what you're seeing to those who you trust and, you know, have a strong relationship with the Lord. Um, the other thing I'll mention is, uh, you know, again, the Lord, the, someone in our past had used this analogy of uh, these things, who you date, who you marry, where you work, where you live. These are like, you know, the the, the world is kind of like a playground, right? And these are all pieces of uh, equipment. One's the slide, one's the swing, one's the... And so being in the Lord's will, so to speak, isn't necessarily that you're on the slide as opposed to the swing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is that you're on the playground. And, and I think in a similar way, the Lord is 
so much more concerned with us drawing close to him and becoming mm-hmm. more like Christ than he is about some of those other logistics. And so he provides answers, certainly, because he knows that we obviously need to make a decision. We have to work. We have to. So he cares about those details. He's in them. He provides wisdom. But what's most important is before you even ask and and to, again, give you more insight into what our decision making process looked like. The very first question that we asked is uh, or that you consider is, okay. well, again, why are we here? Why are we? why has God put us on earth? What does following him look like? How does this translate into our time? We're here in corporate America until he moves us uh, elsewhere. So what does that look like? Do we have ties to where we can only, uh, or or we can better glorify and serve him here in Ohio than we can in Texas? If not, then, right? So you you start with the broader question of who am I? Why am I here? What does it look like to be a follower of Christ? And then once you get those answered, uh, then you can start asking those questions of, okay, now practically, where should I live? What should I be doing? Who should I be with, et cetera? And and so I mentioned that to say, again, that was all part of the process for us. And it was such an awesome experience because, again, that process serves to solidify in our hearts and in our minds who we are and that God is our true North on the compass when we mm. are disoriented and have no idea where to go or what to do. And, right. You know, it's 50, Ashley and I talk in percentages all the time. We're like, all right, today, what's your percentage? <laughs> are you like 50, 50? Are you 90, <laughs> are you? And there are so many times that we were 50, 50, we had no idea. Mm. Um, but you know what? Like God would just, we, we would take the next best step that we knew to take. Uh, shout out to Frozen too. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start uh, singing. <laughs> you got it. And the Lord would just guide, right? We would knock on a door. We would put the house up. We would whatever, and the Lord would guide. So, awesome experience. That's so good, so good, and and honestly, ridiculously encouraging to me as somebody who who ha- maybe has more of a bend to to be that person that's like okay god do you want me to go down the slide or do you want me to be on the monkey bars right now like you know what the way that i always used to put it um and i feel like god has has definitely started to to even grow me in this over the years but what i would always say is you know i i was i I feel like i was at a point in my life a couple years ago where it was like i wanted so badly to follow what the Lord was asking me to do that I was like, well, does God want me to pick up my drink with my right hand or my left hand? And if I mm-hmm. pick it up with the wrong one, then he's going to be really mad. Like he's mm-hmm. going to, yeah, I'm going to ruin the whole plan basically. Like the whole thing is going to be for nothing. And so that whole idea just about like, oh man, what you said earlier, just, you know, our, it, it being about our hearts in the process and everything, mm-hmm. it's, that's been so good. So honestly, you guys have, this has just been like, God speaking to me uh during this episode. So it's been that's been awesome. Um I guess kind of uh one of the and I know this is a big question, so take some time if you need to, but I, I guess ultimately like what has your guys' journey together and you know following where God leads and embracing that adventure, what has it taught you about the Lord and who he is? I know I mean, you've you you've definitely dropped, you know, nuggets of that here and there, but like Ultimately, what what do you feel like it's taught you about God and his character and who he is and what that means for us? 
Like I said, I know it's a, uh, <laughs> I know that's a big question. Yeah. Um, okay, go, go ahead, Ash. No, you go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, you hang up. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I mean, so I, I wrote down this phrase earlier as, again, I was just thinking through our story and the one theme that seemed to to really pop out is that God is at work and can be trusted. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is so important. And, and again, as I think back to my little seven-year-old self, uh, wrapping my mind around my need for Jesus and my appreciation for God sending a son to die on the cross for my sins. At that time, all I knew was how God had been at work historically. But I did not know that God was at work and cared about who I was and where I lived and who I was becoming until I met him in heaven. Mm. And so it took some of those circumstances that I mentioned of having to go through a severe injury and losing the dream of playing college football or losing a parent uh, early or, um, you know, having to deal with a, a debilitating ailment and anxiety that wrecked so many parts of my life and was so uncomfortable, but at the same time was so awesome because it drew me closer to the Lord and showed me that not only has he been at work historically in reconciling me to himself through his son and the cross, but that he is still at work. And most importantly, he can be trusted so that uh, good, bad, or ugly, we know that before we react to the circumstances um, and, and to this day, when something terrible happens, I typically would just sit, take a couple deep breaths and uh, let, let the emotion kind of wear off first. And then just go back to the objective reality that uh, of Romans eight twenty eight of how God works all things together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So mm. that means there is nothing that happens that, didn't happen because God wasn't involved in it. Like he is 100% in control. And with that, he is 100% love and he can 100% be trusted. And so even if I don't understand it, even if I don't agree with it, even if I don't want to go along with it, whatever, he can be trusted and he's in control. Uh, and, and, and it's just, it's been life changing. And certainly throughout this process, uh, I, I, probably wouldn't have arrived at that understanding had it not been for all that we've described uh, as far as this adventure and journey that we've been on um, over the past 12 years that we've been married. That was so good. good. Maybe I should have gone first. (laughs) 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 We could have ended on that. No, no, yeah. um, The Lord's definitely just taught me um, through all of this is just um, that he's good and that he's worth following. and sometimes that's out of your comfort zone. Um, I feel like a lot for me, um, I want to live life um, comfortably. Um, and I feel like the Lord just continually shows me um, to just step out of my comfort zone. And when I do, um, I just find more joy in Him and whatever that may be. And a lot of times it's through the moves for us because moving isn't always comfortable. Um <laughs> And I just hope that for our kids that they can see that too. You know, our kids have, we've been doing this as a family. And that's just one thing that I want um, them to see is 
um, that God is worth following. And if you feel like the Lord is leading you somewhere, like go, you know, and I want them to just remember that, you know, it's silly for them to say we've been in Ohio and then Texas and then Ohio and Texas. I'm sure they add like a couple more because it seems really long when they tell people. <laughs> um, but um, I just hope that they can just see it's like, you know, like we 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 felt led to go and we went and that's what I want for them. Yeah, no, that's 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 awesome. And we as we said, we are we are selfishly uh jealous that you or not i'm sorry not jealous selfishly um happy that you guys are uh that you guys are back that was that was just such such awesome news um so i guess uh what's what's life looking like these days you know i know that uh you, you guys moved back here what just uh was it a couple of weeks ago or like a month ago maybe yeah, we moved back. I can't even tell you. Like, <laughs> it was like three days before like the stay at home thing went into place. Oh, man. oh, wow. So I feel, yes, I feel like we like came here so excited to like see everyone get plugged in. And then it's like, nope, you have to stay home. Mm, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's interesting. That's right. Our, uh, our soul's desire, and I hope that it comes through, uh, not only on this podcast, but whenever we interact with people, our, our heart's desire is that people see Christ through us uh, and, and and he's glorified by that. But the reality of it is like, we also just struggle with stuff, you know, like, mm. <laughs> like the fact that we came home and we knew, you know, we had, we had basically used uh, that, that whole process that we talked about before and figuring out should we, shouldn't we? And God just, I mean, uh, open door after door after door in, in phenomenal ways that left no doubt that this is where he wanted us to be. So uh, so we came back. Fantastic. We had all of these um, expectations of what it would look like to come back and get together with all these people that we had missed and get back to the greenhouse and, you know, can't wait for Sunday morning and yada, yada. And none of that has happened. Mm, <laughs> so back and, and three days later, COVID-19 <laughs> shuts the world down. Uh. Um, but Hey, again, God, God is at work and can be trusted. So even in that, like we, uh, it's easy to say now on the phone and as we laugh about it and look back or, but it's, it, you know, admittedly it's been tough and we're going stir crazy just like the rest of the world. And we can't wait to get back to normalcy. But, uh, the reality of it is, um, he is at work in the midst of Mm -hmm. this. He knew it was coming. He knew that this is the circumstances that we were coming back to mm. and we can trust him that he knows what he's doing. And, and, uh, so we'll have our little, uh, pity parties and then <laughs> just try to make them quick and then get back to that objective reality of him being good. But, but that's it, Josh, answer your question. What does life look like? It's a uh, quor- quarantine. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's life looks the same <laughs> pretty much. So are you guys, are you, uh, are you, working from home, I'm guessing, or what's, what's that look like right now for you? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. So I cover, uh, Texas, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. Um, and I sell products to law enforcement and obviously we, you know, everything's shut down. They can't have vendors flying in and, you know, we're not supposed to be traveling. So yeah. So I'm just doing a lot of that over the phone. Um, and you know, Ash of course is, uh, learning what it's like to homeschool and, and all of that fun stuff. So well, this has been this has been so much fun, guys. I'm so glad that that you guys could do it. Um, you know, like I said, we had been we had been hoping you guys would come on for for a little while. So 
Thank you guys so much. Um, you know, usually we end with our one thing, but I feel like really you guys kind of hit on it there at the end, you know, just the fact that God is worth following um, and that he draws near in, in, in our darkest moments. And uh, you know, that he has, that he has a plan for, for those who love him and he works for good. I mean, so many good things uh, shared. So it, it, it I'll give you guys the opportunity if you want, but I I know you, I mean, you just shared so many good things. So uh, yeah, I'll leave that up to you guys. If you want to end with the, with that one thing, or if you feel pretty good where we, where we kind of left off. No, I I think we shared uh, what what those, what that one thing is for each of us, just as you mentioned. And so more of, of just an opportunity to reiterate, like God is good. Life is hard. Number one, (laughs) Life is hard without exception across the board. I don't care who you are. Life is very difficult, mm. uh, but God is good. He was not only at work historically to reconcile us to himself, but he is at work currently in the midst of the suffering and the difficulty and the discomfort and the confusion. And there is nothing better than following him and the fulfillment that comes from living out your created purpose which is simply to just be in relationship with him. So, um, so yeah, yes. And amen to, to all of that. But again, thank you guys for the opportunity to number one, thank you for creating this podcast to give people a voice uh, because it is very encouraging to hear how God is at work in the world and through his people. And so uh, thank you guys uh, for creating the platform and then giving us an opportunity to, uh, to share our story. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's been really, really neat to, to kind of watch it come to fruition just cause, uh, you know, it's, it's been something that had been, had been festering for a while and to see, to see God working in it has just been, uh, has just been such a cool thing for sure. Well, and I think, you know, we are, we are passionate about, um, giving a platform for the voice that we all already have, you know? Um, and with that said, uh, if, if anybody listening um, has questions for either the Collins or for us, um, you know, or you have just an idea that you guys would like us to um, talk about on the podcast, um, or if you'd like to come on and be on one of the episodes, um, send us an email. Um, we really do want to hear from you guys. Um, the email is the floor. Let me start over there. The floor mic <laughs> at <laughs> gmail.com. That's the floor mic at gmail.com. And um, also make sure that you guys are subscribing to make sure that you get uh, notified of when we um, publish new episodes. Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and uh, we will catch you next time.